I started doing this poetry thing when I was in 10th grade. Oh, wow. And I started doing this poetry thing for a couple of reasons. But one of the reasons why I started doing it was just to, uh, you know, distract me from school. Mm. I didn't really, you know, I wasn't enjoying school. Just struggle in high school. Just didn't perform very well. It was hard for me to study, you know, focus, you know, transition into college. Same type of thing. It was always a little bit, it was a bit difficult for me, right? But I always kept doing this poetry thing, right? With that, I have a fun little announcement. Oh, wow. Because, you know, you know, it, it's it's funny how the world works. Wait, let me talk know? about how funny the world is. So, you All know, right, go ahead, go you ahead. know, I started I started this art thing back in high school as well. You know, kind of just like an escape. Oh, okay. and then, you know, after right. years of, of not doing it because I wasn't really getting supported and finally starting again in college because, you know what? I was like, I'm South Asian. I have to show the world I'm South Asian and I'm proud to be it. Right. Yeah. You, you know, are. little did you I are. know that things would unfold in the ways that they have unfolded wait let, let me let me talk about how things are unfolding because oh, wow. you know like we recently had our, our new york showcase where you know you you showcased your artwork i showcased my writing right you know and and you've had pop-ups in new york and you've been invited to all these cool cool stuff and i had my pop-up in orlando mm-hmm. and it's funny how things unfold and it's funny how the world works all right get to it we we are speaking on a panel at boston university next week boston Round of university applause, everybody. guys so we are speaking for mother language day bangladeshi mother language day on february 22nd at boston university if we have anybody in boston if you don't live in boston if you live listen i don't care where you live i don't know if it's an open invite to everyone for this college (laughs) oh (laughs) well if we have any listeners at boston university please come see us come through okay it's a very monumental thing to have a panel where we speak together, you know, and like combine our passions and work together. Isn't that crazy? Because she's going to be talking about how much she loves to be Bengali. I'm going to be talking about wow. how much I love to be Bengali. Give us your Boston Rex so we have our full itinerary. All right. Welcome back to our podcast, Where Difficult Dish, a podcast about different South Asian narratives. I am Muhua. And I am Mashnoon. So what are we talking about today, my beautiful co-host? So, on this podcast today that you're listening to, that you, first of all, you should follow. Right. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Spotify. Follow us. Follow us. In general. Wherever we go. <laughs> and leave us a rating, review, all that stuff. All that stuff we're telling you right now before we move on. Today, we are going to be talking about healthy habits to practice when we're in an unhealthy home slash environment mm. that makes sense to you that, that speak you on that a little bit speak where on that. To go. so here's the thing unhealthy unhealthy living you know we could we could talk physical unhealthy living we could talk you know mental emotional unhealthy living we're, we'll talk about both we'll, we'll start off with you know the the emotional unhealthy living a lot of us as south asians a lot of us we we grow up in homes where there's a there's a clear divide there's a clear divide in emotional intelligence. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say emotional intelligence. Just uh, the way that uh, we versus our parents um, understand emotional intelligence. Mm. There's a big divide because we grow up in a brand new time that they're not accustomed to. Mm-hmm. 
and with that there are there are tendencies and there are things that go on throughout life and these things they they look different for different families and they look different when you enter different parts of your life um that that can radically affect how you end up being and and how much you're able to express yourself when you're in your own household how much you're able to study how much you're able to practice your writing or just do whatever it is um we all have roadblocks that you know everybody falls somewhere across the spectrum right and and we'll spend this episode just talking about some of the things that we grew up with some of the things that we do to help ease maybe a little bit of the unhealthiness you know yeah and when you are in a toxic environment like that right sometimes it feels kind of you know suffocating sometimes you get into such a low state where you don't have the energy to do work that you actually want to work on you don't feel as much happiness as you do maybe when you're with your friends or when you're outside and so here are some of our you know things that we implemented what do you think defines a household as toxic what does what does toxic mean when it comes to a home i think when you think of toxicism is that a word toxicness toxicism <laughs> toxic toxicness in your house go ahead we'll, we'll go with it um i think it's when it you and your parents or whoever you're living with don't see eye to eye and you just aren't agreeing on things or maybe you can't communicate in a healthy way where it's kind of just like either yelling at each other constantly or just the silent treatment you guys don't have a good relationship a toxic home can also be you know abusive mentally or physically it can be so many different things and i think when you need to grow and when you need to do things that you want to do for yourself it's really hard to do that when you're in that environment and sometimes you need a break from it even if it is in small forms or temporary forms but really it's so important to have your own safe space and have time away from those things so that you can better your mental health and also give to other people that are in that space what's your idea of it um i think it's it's pretty much just a, a place where you're not able to be yourself mm, um regardless of, regardless of what what's going on because all, all we want to do is is practice being ourselves and especially when you're in like developmental years of, of like early teen years to later teen years like those are the years where you are molding yourself and you are coming into like the form of you mm -hmm. and unfortunately that's a lot of the time when a lot of south asian youth um go through a lot of issues with their parents because they're growing up you know i feel like that age frame a lot of parents don't know how to go about like parenting their kids because they know what they were parented as with their parents and it's it's just a it's another world yeah so going through like those developmental years when when you're in a place where you're not able to develop yourself where you're not where where there are restrictions or roadblocks hindering you from what you feel like it is that you want to do or feel like you need to do in order to commit into learning yourself and understanding yourself when you d aren't able to practice that i think that that's when you know a household becomes toxic mm -hmm. because that you know manifests into getting mad at your parents that manifests into you sneaking out mm -hmm. that manifests into all these things that help you know fuel the flame of, of toxicity mm -hmm. but i think it all comes down to like you know if you're just not able to to you know just practice being yourself right and 
obviously we can't help you cure your depression we can't help you cure your toxic environment but we want to give you like some of our tips on how to just make it a little bit better and make the situation a little bit better and things that are a little bit easier because i think when people say especially like white therapists or people that don't really know your situation or you know whoever it is if you ask them for advice oh like how do i get out of this toxic situation they're kind of like oh just move out and you're like hello i'm 12 you know i can't (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah like we can't like some people don't have the ability to just leave and move out and have the funds to do that you know and then other advice that people give is like oh cut off your toxic family members hello that's my mother i can't right (laughs) right i'm six i'm literally six you know? right so it's like you can't do those she makes things. me bath and exactly dog. i can't make food exactly so yeah. you can't just like listen to those people but what you can do is take some of these practices and do some small things for yourself right so you want to get started favorite co-host wow <laughs> um sure i think you know we can we can talk about different things to do at different times in our life but you know we'll focus on maybe older older teen years younger adult years stuff that we've done um i think my biggest thing that i did growing up and i still do is go outside big he, go he outside does that guy. every single day <laughs> and you know i i get that not everybody has the ability to go outside whenever they like but i still think you should not take no for an answer mm. when some when your parent tells you that you can't go outside, especially if it's like during the daytime, nighttime, and you're young, whatever. That's another conversation. But when it's like during the day and your parents are like specifically telling you not to go outside because for like for no reason, they just like don't want you to go outside. Mm-hmm. Like there's no reason to their argument. Um. There was a lot of that for me growing up and I still went outside. I mean, you can also like push the boundaries, right? Like if they don't let you go outside to a party, obviously that's a bigger skill. You can start off small like, oh, let me just go outside and walk around the block. And that helps a lot. But beyond that, you know, after a few months, after a few years, like you eventually push the limits a little bit and it gets a little bit better, hopefully. But you can always start off small like that. I remember when I was like 16, I would tell my mom that you know i would take the bike and i would go up the neighborhood and that's what i would do and i would go to the park and i would go climb the trees at the park and sit in the grass and look at the lake and things like that Mm -hmm. it would it would help me decompress even even though i'm i'm not doing anything to you know aid the situation at home i'm still helping myself decompress i'm letting loose a lot of you know the internal negative feelings that i may have been feeling at my time home and it's just like a restart you know it's like a it's like a it's like a little nap right yeah. but like a, awake. an awake nap <laughs> you know awake it's nap. like <laughs> it's so like, not a nap <laughs> it, it's like it's like you know when you when you sleep when you go to sleep right you go to sleep because you're sleeping i don't know if this is a good <laughs> and then comparison. and then when you wake up when you wake up you wake up energy hopefully energize right if you didn't if you slept well so same kind of metaphor right like you need you need that break right you need to as you need to escape Escape. in order to come come back and now now it's it's like a it's like a refresh you know i remember i i got my license just so i can have that freedom to drive 
I remember I also had a bike mm. for that freedom to just, you know, yeah. go to places nearby, even like the local library, you know? Yeah, library is a big one. Um, no, I was going to ask you, what are some of your places that you go to now? Because you don't really go to the park anymore. Like, what's your adult form of these safe now, spaces? Oh, now. I mean, you, you know them. You know them well. I'm I'm a simple man, okay? I'm a big coffee shop guy. Because mm. there's, there's so much to do. There's so much to do at a coffee shop, right? One, you get a coffee, right? You're caffeinated. You're energized, right? Two, now you take a seat, right? And you you are in a place where you can get work done, right? Right? Because sometimes it's hard to it's hard to do work. We all know this. It could be really hard to get stuff done when you're in a toxic it's environment. It's called body doubling, by you the know, way, because body doubling is where you feel more productive when there are other people around you doing work. So it makes you more motivated to also do that. It works mm, a lot for like people with ADHD yeah. and ADD. Yeah, big big body doubler. Yeah. <laughs> Um, put that in my put that in my LinkedIn bio. Oh, there it is. Um, cause I cause I I love working in coffee shops, and sometimes it gets really hard to get stuff done at home. Not even creatively. Like creative work is a whole other conversation. Talking about like actual work, like whether you're studying or whatever, it could be really hard when you're at home. It's because you're. It's it's like I'm sure there's there's a word to it where like when you are physically in a place that brings you a lot of negative memories or just mm. negative feelings it could have been something that happened 10 years ago you know that or like and you're in a room where like something traumatic happened a long time ago and you're just like there's something there's like an aura in the room yeah. that that everybody feels mm-hmm. um it's like it in, in my home uh my grandma used to live in my house for like 10 years um she lives back in Bangladesh now but when she was here she had her own room now it's like the guest room um and my my grandma was you know super super duper muslim like like prayed all the time or the quran all the time and whenever i go in that room i just always like feel very you know good Mm -hmm. like i feel very holy there's just like a, a very special aura that i feel i agree when i'm in that room you know so so same same kind of concept and i know that a lot of people struggle with that yeah so i always 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 recommend coffee shops are a big one especially if you live in like a city in a college town there's a dozen coffee shops around it's an amazing place to make friends to see other people working whenever that's why i love working in in downtown because like near like just buildings because i'll just look at a building and i'll be like man there's probably like three thousand people working in that mm. building right there i'll look at another building and be like damn there's probably like 6400 people that are working in that building and i'll just think i was like man in like a quarter mile radius right now in my office building there are probably like thousands of people working and that just makes me feel so much more motivated where i'm here in my little like rinking dicky home my sister's room looking looking at you oh wow just, like, <laughs> everybody around me is probably just sleeping hey everybody around me is probably just laying in the grass playing with the dirt what do you, you know, think <laughs> this is no but it's also because yeah like it's like a traumatic reaction if you have trauma associated with certain rooms or places in your home it's hard to like revert back to like a productive or like a happy mood when you already have like such you know different memories associated already and it's tough because like it it lasts like, yeah it, it doesn't really go even away, when you've healed you know? it's like you go back to that place and it feels like you're a person going through that trauma again you know like when i go back home 
I'm like not doing any work. I'm not productive because first, like I've moved out. So I have my own productive, like safe space here now. But when I go back, I just feel like I'm in high school again, you know? Yeah. And it's like you could be in a whole nother phase in your life. You could be fully grown up and the polar opposite of what you were. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's still it still kind of sticks. Yeah. You know, so coffee shops are a big tip of mine. You're a big you're a big 10 p.m. coffee drinker. Huh? That's listen, I'm a morning. Uh, I, I love my morning time coffee shops. Right. But nighttime coffee shops are another conversation. Oh. We could talk about that. <laughs> a whole other I don't want to keep going. You know, it's a whole another and afternoon. I'm not big on afternoon coffee. But shops. you That's still have like, three, four. Like, between like like no, like like one to five o'clock i'm not a big coffee shop guy but like you know morning like 9 to 12 a.m and like 7 to 10 p.m big coffee shop guy you know what i'm talking about <laughs> right i'll let you go what's what's a what's a, a tip that you have for a healthy habit well i wanted to add something else on top of what you said where you know have a space outside of home i think something else that's like not a product productive space but a good place for like mental health is like the gym I used to always go to the gym when I was living at home Mm. because that was like a two hours away from the house. You know, I had a boost of energy and serotonin when I was working out and it was just a nice, you know, like escape for a little bit. And it's a it's you feel better when you come back home, hopefully, you know. So that was my safe space. Not not even better. Not not even better. I think like like I really want to emphasize like the feeling that you get after the gym like you do not feel the same that you felt before yeah like you could have been having a terrible day something bad could have happened you could be feeling lazy you feel like you're doing nothing with your life and if you go to the gym and have a good workout uh, 100 percent of the time you will feel better like that is guaranteed like it's not like oh i feel like yeah no guaranteed you will feel better about everything Mm -hmm. and i think once i understood that it's like it's not a chance thing it's not like oh maybe like you you feel better like it you feel better like actually and so i if you're someone who's like thinking about going to the gym you don't go super often for wh- whatever reason please if you go you feel better so why would you not go mm-hmm. you know yeah i think another tip that i have to you know get out of this toxic household or not get out but you know make this better is just having friends outside of your family that are also kind of like family because i think sometimes we get so wrapped up in this toxic household or within our own depression we don't really talk to other people and we don't really confide in them but i know in high school when i was going through all these you know troubles that most high schoolers go through with their family i really wanted you know like friendships and i was i'm really grateful that in high school i had friends to lean on and when i was having a fight with my parents for example i could just go to someone's basement and just like vent it out and i'm really appreciative of like the connections and friendships that i had back then in in a time like that even if we're not as close anymore but i think it's so important to have friends that you can really just like trust and they can give you a whole different perspective and especially if you don't have like privacy in your home or if you don't have like a safe environment at home they're kind of like the people that you can confide in you know and i think it's really important to have that when you don't have a close bond with your family yeah and to add on to um to friends if you're like struggling to make friends even like sibling relationships Mm. i know we've Mm -hmm. had a whole we've had a whole episodes on our sibling relationships like i have a sister mo has a brother and what our the journey of our relationships and what that's looked like and you know both of us have had troubles with our siblings 
and and the communication has hasn't always been there but i think it's like there's nothing there's nothing as like trustworthy as a sibling relationship if it if you are able to build it to a certain place and i know a lot of people when they're younger or like whatever there's pride there's ego anything that's in between you and your sibling i think there's there's something so beautiful and special especially as south asians because you know we all know that like the life that we live like it's it's hard for like an outsider to get it Mm. um the same way that an insider does um and it's hard for like it's hard for me to fully understand your family situation even though we come from similar family situations still it's your own respective situation the only person that's going to get it is like anybody else that's in the house so um you know close friend relationships sibling relationships building the communication and the relationships between those two um is is vital yeah just honestly having like obviously what we talked about safe spaces like the gym coffee shops where you can do work or just have a few hours of your own time is important but also having safe spaces where you can have people that you trust you know obviously it's important to have a space where you can do work and like get your energy out and your pent-up anger out but it's also important to have people to lean on and i'm just very grateful that i had that you know i was really in my my shaitan satan era back then because i I had my you know safe spaces in my friend's basements i was able to tell them everything Mm. and then i used to have yeah you know the clean clean mind clean heart come back home and just go to bed yeah what's your next tip i got one yeah i think something that's helped me out a lot someone who struggles with uh you know relaxing struggles with always feeling like they're wasting their time when they're just laying down doing nothing Mm. um you do have a habit of doing that i don't know if you relate to that something that i started doing is building sustainable hobbies wow that's crazy i was just gonna say that what i mean by sustainable hobbies is is hobbies slash activities slash things that bring you peace of mind but you also feel like you're getting something out of it like not just strictly for you know wasting time or or entertainment or you know in indulgement like things where you you are enjoying what you're doing but you're also being fed right Mm. so my favorite one that i started doing as you guys know big chess guy we didn't know that big chess guy big chess guy and call me a nerd call me a dork call me a oompa loompa whatever you want to do (laughs) whatever you want i'll accept it all right but the fact of the matter is that i feel so good when i play chess you know why because i i i actually feel like like i'm like i'm i'm like becoming smarter when i play the Mm. game like I, I feel I like I can feel Your IQ level the, is just really the tingles in my brain. Like I feel my brain working. It's like, oh, <laughs> like wow. it's like it's really working in there, you know. And it's just fun. Like apart apart from like the brain working part, like the game is fun for me. Mm. And that that combo of like feeling like you are actually be getting smarter plus you're having fun is like an un- unstoppable duo it's like it's like me and you it's like difficultish chess is like difficultish because we are an unstoppable All duo right, so i don't know if the word you were talking about is sustainable hobbies because what the hell is a sustainable hobby did you mean stimulating hobby 
No, sustainable because like like it 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 can that feeling lasts. Like watching TV is not sustainable because after a while you feel like, damn, I'm doing nothing with my time. You know? That feeling like you're doing nothing with your time. That's what I mean by sustainable. Like it lasts. Like it that because when you're playing chess, for example, like you don't feel like you're wasting time. Mm. And you will and you won't feel like you're ever wasting time. That's what I mean by sustainable. Okay. What do you mean by sustainable? Well, I wasn't gonna say sustainable, I was gonna say stimulating. All right. Um, all right sorry so there's that end of the stick where you can have like a hobby that you're also learning from but but it's also important when you are in a toxic environment to have a hobby that also brings you like peace and it's kind of mindless right sometimes we don't want to do all that thinking we don't want to do a whole calculated chess game you know that i'm not saying i'm not saying you can't watch tv i'm just saying like try out the sustainable yeah that's no i agree i think it should be a balance with both so I also love to have ha- hobbies that like bring me peace. I especially think it's important when you don't have a safe space and you need some sort of like, you know, pick me up to like make you turn off your brain for a little bit. I personally love, you know, drawing. I love reading. I love doing this and that. And I think it's really important to have that for a few minutes. I think if you implement a few minutes of your um, day to this, if you dedicate maybe like 15 minutes or 20 minutes to reading or drawing or journaling. I think those are great healthy habits that you can practice and really, you know, set into your routine. And I think just having time for yourself after a long day of, you know, being tired, after a long day of going through whatever bullshit you're going through at home, I think it's really important to have time for yourself and do whatever you can to have some peace. You know, sometimes we don't have that self-care. I think going along with like journaling specifically, I think half of it, is the activity of journaling but i think the other half that you know we can't ignore is like the the mental shifts that we have to take in order to feel better or like um maneuver or just be at ease with what our environment is so apart from like physical tips i think one thing that i had to remember especially when i turned like 18 i always thought that life was really short and I always thought that where I am, where I am today is where I'm going to be forever. Like, I really thought that because like, you know, when you're when you're young, like when you're when you're like in the mother's womb, all you know is like the mother's womb. Like you don't know the outside world. When you're a kid, you don't know the outside world at all. Like, you have no idea what the world entails. So when you're a kid, when you're like 16, obviously you think you're going to think that you're going to be in that home for the rest of your life. If you've never if you don't have access, if you don't have people to that to access to people who do bigger better things so i thought i was going to be in that home for the rest of my life i thought my situation was going to be my situation for the rest of my life but and that's why it's so important to go outside and you know not everybody could travel but that's why it's so important to travel that's why it's so important to make friends in different areas of your city just different types of people to get a better understanding of what the world entails and what is out there so when i got older i really have to shift my thinking to like you know life is so long like we hear all this time life is short but like i really had to start thinking about how long life is and how much time i Mm. have instead of how much time i don't have Mm -hmm. and how i'm gonna be complacent for the rest of my life like i i I really had to i really had to understand the fact of how long life is and and how much there is for me to possibly yeah i mean i think i had the same type of realization that you had while you were just saying it now where i always thought yeah when you're younger 
you think that the situation is going to be the same forever. You think your parents are going to be angry and the same forever. You think that, you know, your relationship with them won't get any better, that you won't really go beyond your neighborhood and move out, things like that, right? I also thought that, but I think I came to a realization that first, your parents are also parents for the first time and they're learning with you in a whole new country and a whole new generation. And I think that like brings some sort of empathy. And second, there's just so much more to life out there beyond what I knew back then, you know? So I think that brought some sort of hope and, you know, it took years for myself to change and for my parents to change, but it, you know, finally ended up happening. And I think that again, life is very unpredictable. And when you are looking for hope, and change it will come all right so as you guys know we end off our episodes with the advice session we wait for you guys to send in your responses on our instagram it's at difficult dish so this week we asked you guys what some practices or some habits that you guys do when you are in a toxic environment and we want to share with you so you know maybe you can get some more tips Mm -hmm. and tricks from this segment so we're gonna go through a little you know lightning round you ready for this no Uh, I am. So someone said, walk outside right when they're sad and watch children's cartoons. Children's cartoons. That's a good one. That's a big one. I I recently followed this Twitter page where like they just post full episodes of Spongebob. (laughs) Like I'll, I'll, I'll. I can't. I I don't remember what the name of the the. I'll find. I'll figure it out. If you're interested, just DM me. I'll send it to you. They have. They just on Twitter. Like on Twitter, it's just full episodes of SpongeBob. They have. They posted the full SpongeBob the movie. Movie. Like it's a three hour. The it's a three hour. It's like a two Why and a half hour Twitter? Twitter video. This man, whenever he says know. that he's working, he's actually just watching SpongeBob. <laughs> he's lying. <laughs> yeah, I heal your working. inner child to actually. You know, be at your utmost peace. Someone said taking my vitamins helped me regulate my sleep schedule. You know, that's something that you know, I you know, I I just never got into. You know, the vitamin taking the you know so the crazy enhanced the supplement taking. Growing up, I used to always take vitamins before bed, before going to sleep, like the little gummy, you know, like the teddy really? bear ones. And then I just stopped, and I'm like, why yeah, did we stop? You're a teddy bear. You know, sometimes you I need to get some good sleep, and I don't have anything to take before. You, you know? should get some. I do drink some tea sometimes, though. If y'all have any recommendations. Yeah. They said, journaling and writing stories really has helped me express my emotions in healthy ways. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Were you a story writer? Of course. Yeah? Like novel? Big big story guy. Oh, no. No, I used to write, like, little, like, 20-page stories. Oh, wow. About what? Like, I used to, like, on, like, the, on, like, loose-leaf paper, I used to just, like, staple all the paper. Oh, Wow. What'd you write about? The corner, yeah. Sometimes I would do. Where did you ever? Were you like a like a one one staple on the corner? Yeah. Type of stapler or like you know I was I was a little crazy in the head. I used to do the three staples like no, like three staples <laughs> like one needed. at the top, one in the middle, one at the bottom. It was just wasteful. I used to do that shit. You know who I hated though? I hated like the top the middle top. staplers. <laughs> yeah, that was so <laughs> they were freaking that was ugly. So dumb for freaking nothing. Ugly, and you had to like <laughs> turn the page like like over itself. Ugly. Yeah, so What's wrong ugly. with me? Someone said reserving the morning to feel grounded first before going straight to work. Starting my morning with physical movement, journaling, meditation, eat breakfast, and water. That's important. Mornings are very important. Yeah, have some sacred time for you. Very important yesterday i had to go into my office early 
so I woke up at like seven and I I usually wake up pretty early but never like seven I usually wake up like eight but like there's something just very nice about like 7 a.m I think 7 a.m you know if, if you're if you right now are like an eight eight thirty maybe even nine a.m or try out seven like just try it out like have a morning planned out the day before be like all right I'm gonna take a shower I'm going to eat some granola and yogurt and, and cherries. Didn't and you wake up at like 10 today? <laughs> I'm not saying like every day. I'm just saying I enjoy. And you don't even got to do it every day. That's the thing. I think that's the, that's, that's the part that's mistaken. I think every once in a while, a little 7 a.m. or could be really could be really fun. And I was thinking about my morning yesterday. I was like, hmm, this is a really like good morning. I had it. Like, I got to the office and I got my my sixteen ounce lot or not latte, my sixteen ounce cup of coffee, and I just felt so energized right. in the morning. I was suffering from like allergies and like a runny nose and you know, um, congestion. But apart from that, <laughs> I was like feeling. <laughs> I more of the story. If you are like a seven thirty eight a.m. or try out seven, just try it out. Try out seven and thank me later. All right. Well. Anyway, thank you for that. Someone said, taking a break from social media. Yeah, I think that for me, I had to definitely take breaks. And I think when I'm on social media for too long, my eyes start hurting. I get more drowsy. I feel more lethargic and tired. And I think now I'm in like a healthy phase where I have, you know, my work and my playtime on social media separate. And obviously there are days when like I'm just in bed and I'm kind of like, oh, let me just scroll and you know, those are fine. You know, those those days happen too, but it's important to have a healthy, a healthy balance with it. There are some people mm-hmm. that like post everything constantly, always constantly on it in real time, posting and watching TikTok videos 30 <laughs> hours a day. Yeah, I freaking post everything. Yo, if if y'all are like a like a 20 stories a day poster, Ken, we don't got to see your goddamn <laughs> toes. God. We don't got to see everything. <laughs> relax it's all right someone said no matter what prioritizing my sleep it can get done tomorrow but i'm asleep fact you know those all-nighter things i never got on that wave yeah you know i yeah what do you mean you used to always go all-nighter <laughs> no that's not true that's not true uh, the only times i pulled all-nighters is when like i literally had to but like if i didn't have to i think uh I think all-nighters became, like, fantasized. Like, it, it became cool, like, especially in high school. Cause I was yeah, in, like, that was, IB, like, a bragging like, thing. With, like, all the smart kids. Everybody was like, yeah, pull an all-nighter. Yeah, like, it could have okay, been. I went to sleep at 8 p.m. It could have been, like, a one-paragraph, like, assignment. And they'd be like, yeah, I pulled an all-nighter. I was like, you didn't need to. Like, there was no need. Yeah. yeah, just, like, overall, just, you know, it's it's not about how how much sleep you lose. It's about, like how much you do while you're awake yeah and like getting a normal amount of sleep what work smarter not harder yeah if when i was studying in high school and college and um, grad school if i didn't get something by like a certain time like 11 p.m or midnight i'm like yeah i'm going to sleep like there's i'm not trying to get this like it's not that important anyway we have last two someone said long walks yeah big walker physical activity is really important you should do more walks I I started doing, you know, my workout classes this year and it has really helped me with my yeah. morning productivity and also just my healthiness with you know my my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're talking about walks. All right. Someone else <laughs> said, "Yeah, my workout classes." Someone else said baking. 
Bacon? Yeah. No, not bacon. Baking. Stuck for a lot. You know, I really not need a big to get baker. on the, Yeah, we're not really big bakers, but I feel like we need to get on the wave. I think you would like I think you would like baking. Yeah. Why don't you bake? You should bake. You should bake. Yeah. Make that like next couple of days. Do some bacon. Yeah. We'll find a recipe. Let us for know you. What, what what I should bake for the first time as a novice. I'll let you I'm right here. <laughs> I'll let you know. You're gonna bring <laughs> well, give me the toughest thing to else. make. No, I'm gonna give you like some blueberry pie or something. Blueberry pie. Alright, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any 10 second advice to end off the episode? I got one. Simple one. I probably said it before. All well. Flowers. Get some flowers in your in your in your room. Get a nice little vase, a nice little like three ninety nine vase from Amazon. Go to Trader Joe's, specifically Trader, Trader Joe's. Yep. Get the get the four ninety nine flowers. Flowers don't gotta be a billion dollars. Yeah. Okay. Get a get a vase for four dollars from Amazon. Get a bouquet of flowers from Trader Joe's for six dollars and put it right by your desk or in your living room or in your bathroom sink. I don't care where it is yeah. on your roof anywhere. That's flowers flowers are very nice. That's flowers flowers are nice. They don't have to be expensive. Get from your little neighborhood, whatever. Where pick them yourself. That's a good healthy God, habit. Whatever. Flowers are very very nice. I'm a big eucalyptus guy. Mine is my ten, ten second advice is take some pictures of your family when they're doing mundane things. Those are good memories to have. Sometimes we you know we get so wrapped up in like the luxurious, like when we're dressed up pictures and. Those are rare, so we barely have anything. You know, take some voice recordings and some pictures of family members when they're doing, like, everyday things and they're in their element. Mm. That's a good one, right? Plus videos. A nice little healthy Video. habit, you know? Yeah, and then they get, ah, oh, don't record me, don't record me. Yeah, and then you pretend like you're deleting it, but you're actually Still not. Still do it. Yeah. Good one. All right. Well, anyway, thank you so much for listening to our episode on healthy habits in a toxic household. We hope this was helpful in some way. We hope that, you know, our mm-hmm. personal experiences have helped you in some way and you've related in some way. But thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Instagram mm-hmm. at Difficult Dish and on TikTok is at Difficult Dish Podcast. Please follow us and support mm-hmm. us. Follow Mashnoon. He's at Mashoon Munir. And you can follow me as well if uh-huh. you'd like. I'm at Labyrinth of. And we are Difficult Dish. Difficult dish. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> yeah. We love you. Never doing that again. <laughs> I love this. Love